0: Large companies, municipalities, and even utilities have been in the news because of computer attacks. But it isn't just the big guys who are targets. You are, too. What do you need to watch for, and how can you protect yourself and your practice? We'll find out on this
1: episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. This episode is brought to you by Shift Shaper Strategies. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. Clarify your message so you win more clients, crush your sales goals, and build your practice. Learn more at shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, here's your host, StoryBrand Certified Guide and Chief Transformation Strategist at Shift Shaper Strategies, David Saltzman.
0: For a lot of us, we've investigated and we've learned all new technologies, and the technologies have been great because they've allowed us to stay connected in various ways. Most people didn't know what Zoom was before all this pandemic stuff started, and now Everybody knows about it. And so we're doing more and more with our computers. And that's great. And it's terrific. And it's been a big boon. And frankly, and we'll talk about this a little bit, I think it may have changed the way we do business forever. The other piece of the pie is that we're also doing a lot more with email. And if I had ominous music, I'd run it in the background. We'll go dun-dun-dun. But email is a big problem. And it may be a bigger problem, than even you realize. And that's why we've invited Scott Beck, CEO of Beck Tech, to join us today to talk about some of those things you need to be aware of and that you need to keep in mind as you're doing your daily email because some of this stuff is pretty sneaky and pretty insidious. Welcome, Scott. Hey, thanks
2: a lot for having me, David. And I agree with you
0: 100%. What I found very interesting after the pandemic
2: hit was a lot of jobs that people said couldn't be done from home, suddenly could.
0: Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Yeah. Yes. just, you want to see my shocked face? It is. It, it was pretty amazing. But as I said, a lot of what we do is email based, right? And that's, that's the way we communicate these days, but that's a big problem. Why are our bad guys, we'll call them bad guys going after emails? Why is that such a tasty target? Is it just because of the volume of them or because people don't pay attention or what? There's two main real reasons for that. One is
2: it's really, really easy to run an attack. And two, it's really, really cheap. It doesn't cost them an awful lot. And matter of fact, if I'm a really good bad guy or shady actor, as I like to say, I will craft or create a virus that will send out a message. And then, David, you'll click on it. And now I'm going to turn your computer into an email server to send out my thousands of emails. So even if your computer that's infected gets caught, it doesn't come back to me. It's that easy. So, so it doesn't really cost them anything. I guess that's the biggest way in. And something that, that my industry doesn't necessarily talk enough about is if cyber criminals, like the really organized people, like because like, we hear about big companies getting hit all the time. And we smaller or, or smaller businesses folks go, ah, they're not going to come after me. What do I got? We kind of stick our head in the sand. But they're coming after all of us. And if they hit a bigger company or if they hit your company, let's say, and there's good security all the hackers will say, well, Kevin Mitnick, if, if you haven't heard his name before, they call him the world's most famous hacker. And he and I were doing a education session in, in Nashville a couple of years ago. And he said, hey, his company now gets paid to try to hack companies so that, that his, they call it a red team, can take a look and see what the vulnerabilities are. And I said, Kevin, look, you guys say that you got a 100% success rate. You know, we were having a couple of wobbly pops the night before. And I was like... Kevin, I'm going to call BS on that because if you run up against someone like me, we've got pretty good security. He says, yeah, but Scott, what you got to understand is if we hit a company with good security, we're just going to go around the security. And how do we do that? Number one way in, email, because it bypasses everything and hits your desk. And now they're trying to hack the human, and
0: they are really good at it now. Well, you know, it's interesting. One of the firms that I I work with in in my my principal place that I work um, is an insurance agency up in New England, and they're forever doing education for all of us, and it's a good thing. As a matter of fact, it was Mitnick's stuff that we went through this year. I did notice in his bio they left out the part about spending a few years as a guest of the federal government, but be that well, as that it Well, that solitary confinement kind of gets glossed over. Uh, yeah, you know, little details like that. But, you know, <laughs> one of the things they talked about was fishing, and I've seen some attacks this year in particular that are so real that— it just, it blows you away. And you'd swear that it came from inside the house. How do they do that? It's the evolution. So so there's a bunch of different
2: terms that, that get thrown around, like spoofing. So un- unfortunately, the way email was designed back in the day, there's no real security around it. So David, if if I was so inclined and I knew what your email address was, I could just set up my system to send out, and I could use your name and your email address and send a message. So if I'm sending it to someone that trusts you, so so think about this from a company point of view. One of the big ones that we saw this year was called CEO fraud, or someone of authority. So an email shows up, and it says it's from the CEO. And it was very interesting to see how this evolved just over the last 12 months, because originally, the first kind of versions of this, the bad guys were, were basically saying, for the best analogy of I'd send you an email, and then I'd ask you to marry me right off the bat before we even dated. So they would send an email saying, hey, I'm the CEO, and uh, I need you to go buy me some gift cards. Can you go do that? Let me know when it's done. Well, that was kind of easy to go, why would the CEO be asking me to go get Amazon gift cards? Ah, so the next round, the next people went, oh, that's an interesting concept, but let's do this. I'm going to send it out and say, hey, this is the CEO, I'm about to run into a meeting. I'm going to be kind of busy. Could you go get me some gift cards? Because we're going to do staff appreciation. So now they've kind of set it up by saying, hey, I'm too busy. I'm going into a meeting. You can't reach me. That's what they're implying. Can you go do this? Okay, that got a little bit better. Then it got to the point, hey, I'm the CEO. We're going to do client appreciation gifts. Are you available? And this one got really interesting because they're not making a real ask. They're just saying, are you available? And as employees, what do we typically do? Yeah, boss, what do you need? Why is this valuable? Is you've just confirmed your email address is valid. So there's something called the dark web. Think of that as the Amazon or the eBay of the bad guys. There's a spot on the internet. It's difficult to get to. you probably heard it about in the news. I would recommend not to go trying to go there if, if on your own because there's another whole new cottage industry of bad guys just trying to hit up the new people showing up there. But well, that's off. Gets a, that's a whole other topic we could talk about, David. But if once you validate your email address, they now have proof of, okay, David just responded to my email. That address is now more valuable when I go to sell it on the dark web. So they've already made money off you, and you didn't even know it just by getting you to respond. Now, once you respond, they're going to try to engage you in a little bit of conversation to build trust or to make it seem like, like it's real. And we actually ha- got called into a situation That it turned out uh, the scammers had hit a manufacturing company. They would sent it out to a bunch of staff, but the maintenance guy wasn't super computer literate. So he got this email saying it was from the CEO. Can you go do this? And he responded, verified, said, yeah, okay. I'm tied up, but I can go do it in an hour. The bad guys, of course, responded back saying, that's great. Let me know when you've got them. And it only fell off the rails in this case because the maintenance guy, once he got the cards and said, I got them, the shady people said, great, can you scratch him off and send me the codes? And he got confused. And at that point, he actually called the CEO and said, what are you asking me for? And the CEO was like, I didn't ask you for anything. All right, what are you talking about? That's all that saved them. But for a lot of people, like I know of, of law firms, you mentioned accounting firms. We know that have been hit by this this particular fraud. And the FBI is reporting like like hundreds of million dollars of reported incidents just this last year alone. It's been very effective for the bad guys And we've seen them now spread off just not from the CEO, but from anyone in the company of of authority. Or they could say they're coming from the IT department and we need your password. It could be saying it's coming from your bank. Any of places of authority that they feel have already got some built-in trust, they'll use any of those angles to try to get you to act. And and it's amazing. I'm sure if, if most people stop and think and go, Remember when we used to first start getting these emails, David, and you look at it and go, man, you can tell English isn't their first language, and it was kind of a telltale. That's gone. We're now in a very professional, this is a business. And that's the most important thing I think we all have to try to understand. Whether we're home users and we're trying to educate our, our elderly parents, if we're trying to educate our staff, if we're whoever we're trying to educate, is this isn't just somebody now sitting in their mother's basement typing out on a keyboard and hoping to make a couple of bucks. This is a billion dollar business, and I'm understating how many. Uh, CEO fraud, what I was talking about, I think the last stat I saw on it, since that kind of started evolving, it's like 2.3 billion just that the FBI has tracked from reports of theft. Again, I'm just going off memory, so I I know I'm in the right ballpark. I may be off on that number a little bit,
0: but Mm -hmm.
2: that's a lot of money. I mean, that's, I could take 2.3 billion, I'd be happy with that.
1: And now, a word from our sponsor. It's a fact. Salespeople and organizations lose opportunities because they don't clearly communicate their value. In today's market, your story is your message. It should be crystal clear, perfectly arranged, and precisely targeted to attract the clients you want. As a certified story brand guide, we use the exclusive SB7 process to create that story and the websites and collateral that deliver it. If your message isn't cutting through the noise, we can help. Visit us at ShiftShaperStrategies.com to learn how we can help you find, clarify, and deliver a message that wins clients, crushes sales goals, and builds your practice. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. So learn more and schedule that call today at Shiftshaperstrategies.com. That's Shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, back to our discussion.
0: So what do you do? I mean, we went from fishing to spear phishing to, to some of these attacks that, that I've seen just in the office. They have an exact replica of our footer. They have our logo, and it's not just a a 72 DPI logo that they snatched from our website. It's a high-res logo, and it's very sophisticated. How do you, as an individual, protect yourself from some of this stuff? So there's a little formula that we talk about that's called
2: SLAM. And what SLAM stands for is S. You always want to take a look at the sender, and not just the name. You want to try to click on the name and see what the actual email address is, because often... It might say it's coming from Scott Beck, but if you take a look at the address, it might say Jimmy John at whatever, and it doesn't even relate to my name. Right. Pretty clear clue. But even if it has my name, you need to go take a look at the next thing, which is L, which is links. Is there any links in there? And the reason the bad guys are now starting to send links to send you to websites is we security guys got pretty good at blocking viruses and attachments. So when... They stopped getting the return on those. And what I mean by that is they used to send an attachment. You'd click on it. It would immediately run a program and try to install viruses on your computer. And if you didn't have protection, you were in a bad way. But security pros started blocking that. So so they've gone to these links because we can't scan the links yet. Now, let me rephrase that. There is some very high-end security stuff out there that can deal with that and look at it. But only your really big guys kind of have that technology yet. Smaller companies, medium-sized companies. We're not there. It's coming. It'll flow down. But you have to really be careful of the link. So I always say, if there's a link in an email, you got to hover over it. Whether it's saying to unsubscribe here or if it's saying your package is to be delivered, whatever that link is, never click it until you hover over it and see where it's going. And the important of that, David, is if it says this from UPS and it's claiming that your delivery couldn't be made, you have to click this link to get it re-delivered or we're going to send it back or we're going to charge you they're going to use a motion against you. I'm going to talk on that a little bit more detail, but hover over the link. If it says it's from UPS, is it actually going to UPS or is it going somewhere else? A is attachment. We just touched on that a little bit. We've gotten pretty good at blocking those direct viruses, but what we've seen now with the bad guys are doing are using PDF documents or Excel documents, Word documents. These kind of documents have something in them that, that is pretty awesome. They're, they were called macros, and there, there's other things you can do with them. But you could automate repetitive tasks. So, so in the business world, it made sense to use those. The bad news is the bad guys have actually now have figured out how to use those to then launch further attacks. So you want to take a look at an attachment. If you're not expecting an attachment from somebody, so so mm-hmm. David, if I was to, if an email showed up in your inbox and it said it was for me, and you took a look and said, yeah, it looks okay, but why is he sending me an attachment? You need to either email me direct or call me direct and say, what's that attachment about? Is that actually you? I know it's an extra step and it takes a couple of minutes, but it can save you a lot of pain just to verify that. And I'll go with an example. I had my, my niece. had sent me an email with an attachment. Well, it's my niece. You Normally you open it up, right? Because she says it's a funny picture. It's like, no, she's never ever done that before, so why would she do that? So I reached out to her. Well, it turned out, actually, her computer had been affected, and this was those bad guys using her email program, mm-hmm. looking at her contacts, and sending this out to try to spread, which is, also brings up kind of the valid point. You said, how are they getting these high resolutions? How are they seeing that stuff? Well, if a company's been compromised, what do I mean by compromise? If there's been a virus that ends up on a computer, I'll give you a great example. Uh, We had a dental office, a very well-known one in our area, and the CFO received an email from the president saying he needed a $10,000 wire transfer done, and could she get that done today? Well, luckily for them, she was pretty cheap. So she cut a check because she knew the dentist was down the hall. So she'll just go get him to sign the check and, and send it off. And she went down the hall with the check and said, hey, boss, sign this off. He's like, what is this? Well, then they reached out for some assistance to go, what's going on here? Well, the email looked really good, David. I mean, it had his email signature. It was a duplicate. It was his. That's and, amazing. And not only that, they spoofed the CEO sending it out, and it CC'd in. It made it look like the email also went to his operations manager, which apparently is normal procedures for them. And then it went to the CFO. Well, when we got looking into it, it appears someone that they deal with, don't know if it was a vendor, we don't know where it happened, But some other company got compromised. The bad guys were able to go through the emails, see the history, and then kind of mimic the whole language. They they were actually to take a real copy of an email and make a copy of it. It was an exact duplicate. The only thing they changed, it made it look like it was coming from that CEO. But of course, the server sending it was not. So the question is, how are they doing this? Well, they're compromising somewhere else, and then they're trying to monetize how they can do it. So if I'm able to hack into your system and I get access into your email programs, I can see who you've been communicating with. I can see where I can then try to, to expand that. And where I'm going with that is, is David, when we're, when I'm out trying to educate, I'm talking to business owners. They're like, we're too small. We've got nothing. Yeah. You've got something. And at, at the very minimum, the bad guys know that your data is important to you. So there's, there's still value there. And with phishing email, Think of it just like going out and fishing. They're throwing out a gill net. They're throwing out a net, and they're trying to reel in as much as they possibly can. That's why the, the name fishing kind of came up. It, it's the same concept. Sure. Uh, we computer guys just got kind of like, let's use a PH instead of an F. Ah, we're, we're brilliant. But you also mentioned a term a little earlier that, that I want to touch on, spearfishing, because this is, is where things are getting really interesting. So that example of that dentist, clear case of spearfishing. So they, they found out about the company. Now, whether it's through a compromise or let's face it, most companies now are throwing up enough information on LinkedIn, Facebook, their own website. Sure. We are giving enough information freely that the bad guys can go take a look and go, okay, company ABC. Who's the CEO? Oh, look, they were even kind enough to put their email address right there on their website. Oh, there's the CFO. Oh, their email is right there on the website. Isn't that really nice? So the bad guys are taking some time to learn about their intended victims. So, you know, in the sales, you always hear uh, it's a numbers game. Well, it is kind of in the bad guys game as well. And we have different tiers. Uh, We'll jokingly call some of them baby hackers. And then you got the more sophisticated cyber criminals. So you're less sophisticated or baby hackers, the ones that are just looking to send out to millions to get a small percentage. They're going to make their money, but it takes a little bit more effort, a little bit more time. But if I'm more targeted, I have a higher rate sure. of return and probably more money. So that's why we're starting to see the spear take off, because if I'm targeting company ABC and it looks like they're a multi-million dollar company, then there's a chance I can make more money out of that. But they're not a national conglomerate, so they're probably not big enough to have enough security to stop me. They're probably not big enough to be able to fund an investigation
0: to come and catch me. They become very prime targets. So we've got just a couple of minutes left, and I'm interested in something People ask me this all the time, which is, I never bite on these things. I get spam <laughs> and I get phishing attacks and whatnot. Do they just figure it's, a lo- uh, it's numbers if they because I, you know you wonder, if you never bite on these things, you still get the dang emails, and they, they don't ever stop. Do they just figure that at some point I'm going to have a moment of weakness or they're going to catch me when I've had too many one too many bourbons?
2: Yes. But the other thing you got to remember is most of these guys are programming out these attacks. So there's not someone there just sending it to you. It's a piece of software. And the piece of software really doesn't care if you're clicking on it or not. It's just going to keep sending to you. And if you're hitting the unsubscribe links or anything like that, you're kind of validating your address. It's going to keep coming. And why do they keep doing it? And I'm not too afraid to admit it. I got an email last week that it looked legit. I actually clicked on the link. Everything looked good. And I got to the website and I went, well, that looks good. That seems reasonable. I went to fill it in, and I went, whoa, wait a minute. Why is it asking me those extra questions? That's right. not normal, mm-hmm. which then made me go take a look. Listen, I deal with this all day, every day, and i they still got one in, in my mailbox that made me enough to click on it. Now, there was some warning signs, so I saved myself, but I guess what I'm trying to say is if it can happen to professionals, and whether all the professionals admit to it or not, it is possible. Sure. Uh, Because we're probably getting targeted more often than other folks.
0: So it can happen to anyone. And they're just going to keep coming. Great conversation. I appreciate all the information. It's great. I guess the, the price of protection is eternal vigilance. And you just have to be aware of everything that's going on all the time. Scott Beck, CEO of Beck Tech. Scott, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom with our audience today. I appreciate you taking the time to have me. Thanks, David.
1: The Shift Shapers Podcast is a production of Shift Shaper Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.